0: Hi everyone welcome back to another episode of brown people problems today we're talking all about female friendships especially brown female friendships and i'm joined by shruti shruti is a certified financial planner and a dedicated community advocate she actually hails from india and she's made her home in canada eight years ago we actually met through the South Asian Boss Women community, where she invited me to speak a couple months ago, and that was a lovely time. And so she is the founder of that. And the mission of South Asian Boss Women is to unite accomplished, ambitious women from the community, including emerging leaders and visionaries. It's such a lovely initiative, and I've raved on and on about it. <laughs> Her goal is also to foster collaboration, um, having members harness their collective skills and resources for the benefit of all. I love that. And in her leisure hours, Shruti finds joy in exploring new places, indulging in reading, and watching movies. I approve of all of those things. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank you. Welcome. Welcome, Shruti. It's so exciting to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's actually a very surreal moment for me, going from one of your listeners to actually being yeah. on your podcast. So <laughs> thank you for having me. It's, it's oh, really, goodness. really nice to be here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, thank you so much for taking time out. You have been um, an ongoing listener. So I am very excited as well to talk to you. And I know uh, this topic of brown-female friendships has been something that we've kind of just talked about here and there. Yeah. And why not let's actually get into it today because I think this is a topic that I think about a lot and I think I talk yeah. about a lot with my male friends but not so much with my <laughs> female friends and I think there is a
1: lot to unpack here absolutely, absolutely. yeah yeah there uh they're complex they're fun There, yeah. there's just, just so much to unpack like you said so I'm really excited to talk about it exactly
0: yeah perfect yeah um why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit more about South Asian Boss Woman um yeah. it is uh it is a newer kind of initiative right if I remember yes. correctly yes. perfect um yeah. tell me a little bit more about what inspired you to start this
1: yeah Yeah. So like you mentioned, South Asian Boss Women um, is a fairly new community. I started this earlier this year, so it's not even been a year uh, yet. But uh, I think a couple of things that inspired me to start this community, first and foremost, was just having a space where South Asian women could come together connect, collaborate um, and really kind of share resources. I went out initially looking for something like that myself Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't find enough spaces. So I was like, why not just, you know, start something. Um, So I'm really glad I did. Um, And the other reason, which was a little bit more personal I think was um, I was looking for a community to, you know where I could feel a little bit more sense of belonging because Mm -hmm as a brown woman who, uh, you know, is looking to lead a meaningful life, have something for herself, can sometimes be seen as selfish, can sometimes be seen as, you know, like, oh, you're priorit- prioritizing yourself too much and like all of those different aspects. Um, you can even be considered a little bit of a misfit in our, cult- in our culture. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I kind of felt that I was feeling all of those feelings and for the longest time, I felt like maybe something's wrong with me. Um, only to realize that maybe I wasn't wasn't around the right people. I wasn't around the right uh, women, um, and I kind of went out looking for them. And thanks to this community, I ended up finding them. Uh, and it's just been such a great journey. Everyone who's joined in your meetups or you know the virtual events that I've done has just come in with such giving attitude. Has just come in with so much positivity. Uh, that I was like this was meant to be like I had to do this I had to find my tribe and I'm glad uh, this is happening and I only hope that this amplifies and more women are able to join and and collaborate and help each other out and just have that attitude of giving and just being in that sisterhood where we all thrive together Um, so I'm really excited for that
0: and I love that and I hope so too that it grows because when you had reached out to me to speak at one of your meetups I think as soon as I read your pitch and as soon as I read the title, I had this like sense of when you feel like there's been something that has been missing, but you didn't realize it till you see it. So I <laughs> feel like I got that this yeah. where I went, oh, oh my gosh, like this, like yeah. viscerally, like very viscerally feels like, feels right. It feels like something that we definitely needed, right, in the community. Yeah. Um, and it is more for like the greater Toronto area
1: right yeah yeah yeah
0: there is um a need for creative like-minded you know professional brown women to kind of come together and have these types of
1: conversations because these are harder to have in like your actual friend groups true true yeah Yeah. and it's been really like the conversations that we've had at, at our events and meetups uh first of all We just connect so instantly because what surprised me was all of these women coming and they've grown up in different parts. Some of them have grown up in Canada, some outside and then moved here but the experiences were so similar and we all bonded so well over like, oh my God, like, <laughs> like, you know, I had something similar as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the conversations just went on, like, we didn't even know what time it was at the end of the day <laughs> till they were like, uh, guys, I think you need to like get out now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was so nice to find a community where we were actually having all those meaningful conversations and everyone was kind of coming from a point that, you know, let's, let's talk about it because in our households, we don't generally talk about a lot of these things Uh, and it's so important and I hope that we can by talking about it and by bringing awareness around these topics of you know as a brown woman what do we go through let's say at work or house or relate different relationships whatever that may be Uh, let's talk about it let's support each other and let's find some tangible solutions of how we can kind of get past this and the next generation does not have to um kind of go through it and they 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 can see us as role models who have kind of gone through it and I'll overcome this
0: yeah absolutely yeah. and I know your topics have like ranged um quite a lot right I think I spoke a lot about the brown girl mental health piece and I think you recently <laughs> had
1: someone come in for financial uh, education yeah. as well yes 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 yeah. and again a lot of the topics come from you know the women who join its its ideas that we bounce around and and this was something that again came up from someone who had joined one of the meetups and and i met uh, connected with her one on one and we were just chatting about you know what else we can do and then she brought up she was like you know what i was having this conversation with one of my childhood friends where we talked about you know we 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 never talk about finances and she's like hey like I just thought about it. Like we talk about everything else, but like you and I have never really connected. And that just was like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, that is so true. You know, I thought back and I'm like, yeah, like I talk about all of this with my guy friends like all the time, but like, why was I not talking about it with my, you know, girlfriends? We are just talking about other stuff, but not this. Uh, and that stems the idea, and that's again the power of the community. Like we we talk about things, and then like ideas like this spark up, and and there was again a great event. A lot of women joined, and we want to do something in person was another feedback. Like let's say let's do something like that in person. So yeah, it's it just the ideas keep flowing as we meet. So uh, yeah, a lot of the the work that uh, the topics that come up they come from within the community, which is great
0: yeah exactly through conversation yeah. right that's when you kind of identify Okay, yeah. we need more yeah. of. and great topic financial literacy is something that's very close to my heart and financial yeah. literacy, brown women particularly yeah. uh, it's yeah. just we or maybe not all but a lot of us don't yeah. have, like this like culture of talking about finances yes. Yes, uh, yes, for yes. many many different reasons so yeah, yeah I yeah. like that that's something that you've been chatting more about
1: yeah, I know that you did one as well, which I'd, of uh, yeah. we chatted briefly about that as well. And I was like, I loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I did a bit of a yeah. mini series. Any of the listeners, if they want to go yeah. back and, and listen to it, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. some of these topics that are, if not necessarily taboo, just untouched. Yeah. Can yes. be yes. so powerful, right? And you kind of create like an open, welcoming learning environment at the same time that you can know a lot about that's a topic great. that you're walking into, or you can know nothing. But exactly. the sense that I got from your group that it was just very open and very welcoming, mm-hmm. and it was such like a rich experience.
1: Thank you. That's that's the goal. That's that's what I want to create. Like, let's just—it's a safe space. Let's yeah. talk about anything and everything. And I think everyone comes with their own like stories and expertise and different things. So uh, if we can really harness all of that, I think there's so much power of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. that. And yeah. I think that's uh, sort of this like uh, part of female friendships too, right? Um, yeah. The group that you run, it really felt like a newer category of female friendships for me right like a newer sense of female friendships and I think you have a lot of recurring members and you have a close like community now um but then that makes me think about how female friendships especially brown female friendships are often really complicated and there's like a lot of like drama and whatnot and I know this is not everybody's experience so we don't want to make any generalizations here but I am curious about your experience like personally Mm -hmm. in your life have you noticed and what are the differences that you've noticed between Mm -hmm. your male friendships and your female friendships
1: yeah I mean absolutely they're different um my female friendships have definitely been more intense more emotional uh also very deep Mm -hmm. um I think I've I've definitely cried more with my female friends than I have (laughs) with my male friends for sure um, but, you know, I was thinking about this the other day as well as, you know, we were going to chat about this topic. I was thinking about my female friends and, and male friends. And the one thing that really as I was thinking about, you know, since childhood, all the friends that I've had, and I thought about, you know, the, I felt like I've had some falling outs with my female friends, not so much with my male friends. And I was like, why is that? You know, why why have I had falling outs with my female friends and, instead of like my male friends? And one common thing that While thinking back came to my mind was the expectation. I don't know why I felt like I had a lot more expectations of my female friends than of my male friends. Like now thinking back, um, again, that could be because there was a lot more sharing there. There was a lot more vulnerability that I shared, you know, happened with my, so I, like, if they didn't show up for me, I, I felt like devastated versus if a male friend didn't show up for me for something, Mm -hmm. which was again, like a, word realization i'm like hmm like you know why was the expectation you know so different Mm -hmm. i think i think that's that's to do with the the emotional intensity and and uh the sharing and the the deeper bond that we have as female friends Mm -hmm. um and I think the communication styles as well, like, you know, with with male friends, the, the conversations are sometimes a little bit different than mm-hmm. uh, the ones that we have with our female friends. So those are a couple of things that I noticed. Uh, but I think as a grown older, and I've, I've come to realize that a lot of work that, you know, you do on yourself, and you kind of try to realize who you are as a person, what are your insecurities, mm-hmm. and you try to kind of shed those or learn more about those, the friendships try to like start to become like a lot more better is what I've realized. As I've I've realized my personal versus the friendships that I had as teenagers, right? Like it's one small thing and and like everything falls apart. Um, yeah, so those are some of the things that I've observed.
0: Yeah, that last piece that you said is so true. Absolutely, right? Yeah. I found that the more <clears throat> work I have done within myself, I have found yeah. the quality of my existing friendships improve, right? Yes. Like, I think um, it, de- it depends. It's different for everyone. But for me particularly, for such a long time in my life, I noticed this like need to like impress the friends that I was with, right? And I think the more work that I've done over myself over the last yes. decade, I'm very happy to now show up as who I am and as I am.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I so relate that. I think that... People pleasing is is so common in brown females, right? Like we grow up pleasing our parents, everyone around us, our uncle, aunt, and then that just becomes the nature that we have of everyone. Again, same thing, like now at this point, I just feel like I don't have the energy. Like I Mm -hmm. have become such a conserver of energy. Like I really think about where and how I wanna spend my energy. Um, and how authentically I want to spend it. Like I'm done with the whole people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep like, you know, I'm, I'm learning to say the word no as well, be it with friends or at work or like at different places uh, because it gets too much and you you burn out and then you're not able to show up, you know, yourself at different places. Um, so again, work in progress on that front as well. But yeah, it's it's a lot of self-work. And the more secure you become, I think, as a person, it just shows everywhere um, in all of your relationships.
0: Absolutely. And being cognizant of your social battery or like your energy levels is probably one of the best things that you can do for self-care. Oh my God, yes. Not overcommitting, learning to say no, learning to say, well, yes, but, you know, can we? Yeah. Yeah. That is so beneficial. And often when we're like wanting to impress others or we feel like we're in competition, perhaps with our female friends, we overcommit, right? We say yes, yes to everything or we really stretch ourselves too thin. And yeah. that just leaves us like constantly burnt out because I think, I wonder if you would agree, but I think it's also like that emotional intensity that, and that deeper vulnerability that comes in female friendships that can also sometimes yeah. take a lot more out of you emotionally
1: yes right and so
0: then if you are constantly overly committed to your friend groups it just can become very depleting as opposed to yeah yeah which is the point of friendships
1: is for them to be nourishing
0: and nourishing and uplifting for you yeah
1: yeah I I totally agree and I think over time I've just come to realize that I just have to be more honest about everything um and if they're truly my friends they're going to understand that uh, that you know there's obviously a lot of things happening at at all the time um, so just understanding and being able to openly communicate that that you know like I for this time I'm just I'm not able to show up but you know mm-hmm. if anything else like I I would love to but just whenever I can kind of spare the energy a little bit um, yeah just understanding like being more honest and authentic and then if if people do not appreciate that because sometimes it's difficult going from that people-pleasing to being that honest and, and open communication, yeah. it takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're not secure, you start to feel like, oh, like if I lose these friends, whatever, like am I ever gonna be able to make new friends yeah. or I don't have anything to offer and all of those beliefs that you have. So once you you are at that place that you're, you're, you're secure, I think you're able to have more honest and open communication with your friends as well. And if they're truly your friends and if they're people that you know care about you, they will stay and they will understand
0: yeah absolutely because if you're shifting from being a people pleaser to learning to be like a self-pleaser um if we can put that on a spectrum it's not only a shift for you but it's a shift for everyone around you yes right they have seen you in a certain capacity for x amount of time and to see you step out of that can be like a bit destabilizing for others as well yes
1: right yeah yeah Yeah.
0: that collective adjustment is certainly there especially I think with longer term friendships we notice that friends that you've had from your late teens early 20s you know like a decade or more uh, because you yeah. just as a person right I think what is, yeah. is the something like every <laughs> seven years like you like have like yeah. over personality like with your skin um yeah and <clears throat> that's something that I've also noticed in a lot of male versus female friendships is with Male friendships, I don't know if this has been your experience, but in my experience, they're very dynamic. You can talk about almost anything. Mm-hmm. And then if you evolve as a person, it's almost welcomed more than in female friendships. So there's a sense of um, openness to that. Mm-hmm. There's like no lashback back uh, around it. There's no questioning around it. There's no, uh, oh man, you've changed, but there's just like very like adaptable, right? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yes, I think I would, I definitely would agree that uh, to some reason that's, yeah, that's very interesting to think about why that is, right? Like with uh, mm-hmm. your male friends that they they are more adaptable. Um, again, I, I wonder if it's because we're thinking as females we're thinking more emotionally and I don't know that, that communication is, mm-hmm. is is somewhere missing. I think like, that's particularly been my challenge growing up. Like uh, some of the friendships that I've lost on the way is, I think it's all because of miscommunication and not being able to understand how to communicate effectively. Again, that's a work, for, work of progress for me. I grew up in a family where communication was not our strong suite. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've been able like, I've been having to learn that as an adult of how to communicate effectively, how to, like, really show someone what I'm going through, but also with empathy and also realizing that sometimes it can be too much for them to um, take and understand as well. Um, but, yeah, to your point, I've certainly notice that between male and female friendships for sure yeah
0: yeah yeah and then also perhaps maybe as part of that is that male friendships that we tend to be a little bit more surface level right or or they can be a lot more vulnerable but maybe not as often
1: yes oh yeah 100% yeah I have I would say 90% of my male friendships are like the fun and and humor (laughs) and all of those uh but yeah, I've not been that vulnerable. But for most of my female friendships, the intimate one, they're they're definitely more vulnerable and they know a lot about me internally as a person, mm. than maybe my male friends have uh, maybe not seen that side of me, mine.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I've experienced something a little bit more not opposite, but very mm-hmm. much in contrast to that. What I've noticed in male friendships, um, they ask a lot of open-ended questions they take uh, a lot of interest professionally what you are doing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. with female friendships I've noticed take a lot of interest in you personally and with guys, it's very much professionally you know uh, more of my male friends have come up to me and asked me about work and and the podcast and whatnot than my female friendships not to say that my female friends don't care Uh, you know check in with me emotionally about so many different things but there's these two very separate categories of talks, I think that we have with male friends versus female friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with that. The the intimate close friendships that I have with my female friends, it's all about the personal stuff, family, relationships, and like all of those topics that we talk about. And then with my male friends, it's more like, oh, what's your next step in your career? Like, what are you doing in that sense? We're talking about economy, finance, and like all of those different uh, things. With the South Asian bosman community, like the connections that I'm making there, the conversations are mm. a, a little bit different. I see like we were talking about a lot more about what everyone's doing. A lot of them are business owners. So we're discussing ideas and that's been a great change. And, I, and I'm loving those conversations because all these women have such great ideas and so much to bring to the table. Um, and that, again, that was There was one thing that was again lacking I felt like lacking in my personal life as well where I was not having these conversations with my female friends um and through this community I'm getting to you know have this this community of women that I'm having those conversations with now and I'm absolutely loving the the ideas and everything that come out of it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah another thing I don't know if you've noticed this but have you ever noticed brown male fans being more open with um, compliments and appreciation than brown female friends, and this is something that not just something in my personal life, but a lot of folks tell me this that they notice this yeah. too. Uh, and I don't know if that speaks to some of the competitiveness that we notice in female friendships.
1: So, do you mean in the sense like taking compliments or giving compliments? Giving,
0: sorry, giving compliments. Okay, I mean,
1: friends are a lot okay. more
0: yeah, like liberal with giving compliments. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I've definitely noticed that in in our culture and then that's that again comes from I think those are internalized things right like we're 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 competing with with each other we feel like only one of us can be the best and everyone has to be you know behind you know in the line um Mm -hmm. so that is definitely that's definitely true I see the compliments and and even like being more vocal about things like men would do that more and like call you out sometimes not so much on the um on the brown women side they won't call you out they uh, unless and until you know you've got really strong friendships with them they'll just let you be in that place and like not say anything yeah um as well but yeah maybe that's something to do with the patriarchal society that we live in right <laughs> it's like it's it's one of you is gonna get that top spot and others yeah. you know can't which is the hope that with awareness, if we can change that and we can create awareness of how internalized these things are and actually think about it, even like, I know till date, like sometimes those thoughts would come and I'm like, no, like, why am I thinking that way? This is, this is something that's being fed to us. This is like, you know, not true. I can't. Uh, so changing those thoughts and creating awareness around that within yourself as well is, is definitely important.
0: Absolutely, we feel a lot more yeah. competition with our female friends. These could be yes. like your closest, your nearest, and dearest. Yes. But even if you don't yes. voice it, there can be this like internal sense of, you know, perhaps like he- it can still be healthy, healthy envy that comes up, yeah. or this yeah. is of like competition yeah. that how come she has x, y, and z, and I don't. And yeah. you're right, yeah. so much of this is internalized patriarchy, internalized. You know, misogyny, sexism, and we're talking about one of those later too. But yeah, that shows up so in, in such an insidious manner in so many like female friendships that we don't realize it until, yes, see that blatant comparison happen. Yeah, oh. totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I often find too that female friendships
1: are a little bit more fragile, and yeah. I don't know if you've had that experience. Um, so on, the, on that topic, I would say that we have different types of friendships. You know, there, there are some that are more intimate, like the ones that I've had, we've been friends in childhood. Mm. Um, I know that they're not that fragile, but some of the groups of friends that you meet and you're like, you're just meeting them, you know, to go out or like in social circles and the, the foundation has essentially been, let's say, just surface level conversations those are the ones that I found in my life to be more fragile because the foundation was never really that strong. You know, we never really had deep connections or, or we never really connected on deeper or more intimate topics. It was always like, you know, meeting each other when everything's good and happy and in just positive, mm. um, you know, surroundings and parties and social circles. So uh, those ones I tend to feel are are, are more fragile or the other ones that I feel could be where again, the communication has not been like you're just keeping a lot inside and then something happens, you didn't address it. And then something yeah. else happens and you didn't address it. And, and that just builds on and on and on until it's it's been going on for too long. It's not the one incident, but it goes on for too long where it just becomes irresolvable because it's too much has been pushed under the rug at this point
0: yeah, you don't realize how much resentment you're holding on to because you didn't voice your unhappiness or your dissatisfaction. Yeah. And I think as Brown, yeah. right this is part of being a people pleaser. We do this a lot yeah. anyway, right the yeah. That yeah, voice our grievances. But I think one of the best changes that I have made in my female friendships is, you know, airing out some of these grievances because I don't want to hang on to resentments from something that happened eight years ago yeah and so I have showed up in friendships and I have said okay you know what I find that I'm holding on to this thing that happened five years ago yeah right yeah can we can we chat about it right yeah and you know I take responsibility for my part in something that I said or did x amount of time ago and I'm sorry for that and I've done that actually implemented that in a couple of friendships and I've found that that's rejuvenated the friendship
1: yes and i was i was reading something really interesting as well like how you know for for romantic relationships and all of those relationships there are examples and like how to kind of deal with it for friendships there really are not so we don't know how to communicate well um in platonic relationships like this right so um the, again that's something that i've been practicing as well just communicating and, and hearing out their perspective because sometimes we're just making up stories in our head uh that you know they're maybe doing this on purpose or whatever that may be uh, and i'm an overthinker so i really like make it a point now that i'm addressing it and hearing their point out and also you know, now my friendships are more like my friends know that, you know, what are the things that could trigger me or what are the things that, yes. you know, like I really i am sensitive to um, as well. And I think that's important to communicate as well. Um, because especially in like, I think more adult relationships, you're coming with Let's say your own trauma or like some of those things that these people don't know, so it's it's important to have those conversations and like share and and openly communicate, so the other person's also mindful because you can't blame someone for not knowing right like they can't read your mind
0: exactly, yeah, my yeah. friends. Uh, some of my friends are a really good idea now about like my triggers, and <laughs> you know uh, I'm an overthinker as well I mean which brown girl isn't and yeah uh, <laughs> they know that okay you yeah. know Nikita's probably overthinking about this so they'll check in yeah. with me about it and I, I love that and all of that starts with communication right and that like openness and that is really scary it's really scary to say you know what i want to work on our communication or I've noticed that we've drifted apart right can we chat with one another right yeah yeah that's really really tough to do but that is really like essential right just like how you would like you said in a romantic relationship with your partner communication is also the cornerstone of effective friendships
1: absolutely and we're not you know, again, we're not taught this as a child. I don't know if this is specific to like brown culture as well, but like like dealing with issues like that, right? Friendships like bring it up. We're always like, oh, maybe like I'm overthinking. And then that resentment, like we talked about, just builds and builds. Um, so it's 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 okay to normalize having these conversations. I think it's important to normalize having and not make it like, oh, you're being weird or you're being awkward, like, why are we talking about this? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if if a lot of that too is just like that maturity piece. I don't know if I would have been able to have these conversations when I was 19. Right. But (laughs) yeah. You know, years and years later, now it's just much more easier. And a lot of it comes with, like you said, self work as well. A lot of that also comes with knowing that. I believe my friendships are strong, right? And I can poke and prod a little bit and I can be a little bit vulnerable and I can ask for vulnerability. And I know that that's not going to completely shatter this relationship.
1: Exactly. And we become more, I think, uh, when you do that self-work, you become a little more compassionate and empathetic towards others as well. Like everyone's going through something. Um, So that part also really helps, Like just really understanding the other person's perspective and giving them that benefit of doubt
0: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. Yeah. i mean because i think and i don't know if this is too much of a stretch but i think often we have this like subconscious sense of competition in our female friendships i think a lot of that comes from that like internalized misogyny internalized sexism you know like where women criticize women a lot more than yeah. the other way around, or yeah. like men criticizing women right or women criticizing yeah. men and yeah there is an element here of competition. There's an element here of wanting to be, you know, better than the other one yeah. to be like the best. And there is really this like element here of a sense of like uh, perfectionism and like performance that we expect in our female friendships. Right. That yeah. as soon as the ball, one of them like lets the ball drop, there's a lot yeah. more criticism. I notice that comes up first before compassion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, like you said, it's, we live in a patriarchal society still, and a lot of the women who maybe are, let's say, not not aware of how internalized these things are, they're just, like, it's easy, like, they're just trying to navigate and survive in the norms that are there, right? Like, it, especially as a brown woman, we've always been told, like, don't create too much turbulence, just, like, keep your head down, and, like, you know, this is how things have been. Um, so, I feel like the women who do that, like who um, criticize other women, they're just, they're not, you know, they're not educating themselves, they're not mm. too aware of how internalized these things are, and how, yeah, it's just like, they don't, they don't understand that they've been, they've been fed this narrative, which is not really, you know, true, and, we don't need to compete with each other we could be stronger by being allies and like giving each other a hand up and creating more spaces for all of us instead of just one person being there Um, and that's really like I keep telling like anyone who asks me about you know like the ideal world that I would I would want to live in is like more women pulling each other up and you know like having more women leaders and women in powerful positions so that they could create space for more women. We don't need to really compete with mm. each other. We could really be each other's allies um mm. and kind of get past this narrative that have been fed to us that only one of us can succeed and and you know all of us have, like the other ones have to just keep fighting to, you know, get that spot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I've been thinking about that um more and more and more. And you know, you'll notice that in female friendships you'll a gossip and talk about other friends a lot more right than you would with male friends yeah. and one of the changes that I have made in the last few years is if any time someone is criticizing another female friend uh, I make it a point to not just not engage with the criticism but to come mm-hmm. from a place of compassion right there's a difference yeah. between criticizing someone for what they did and holding them accountable right those are two yeah. very separate things yeah. Uh, accountability comes with kindness, right? Accountability is saying, mm-hmm. hey, like, you know, you're continuously like showing up two hours late. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, what's going on, right? Do you feel like you're overcommitting yeah. or do you have a lot on your plate versus yeah. criticism? Yeah. Like, you know, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you're always late. like, yeah. you value me, you yeah. don't value your friendship. I think that is such an important distinction to know and hold and to actually implement, right, in our friendships. I think that yes. taken some joy away of gossiping for sure. <laughs> <laughs> even
1: we can with... always gossip about other things. We can gossip about, yeah, <laughs> like we we can criticize men, and we don't need to gossip yes. about women. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think mean, even with my with my partner um I remember a few years ago there was something he noticed someone in the family doing and he said something about about her and you know it wasn't something awful it was just you know like oh yeah. I there do that and I very quickly shut it down and my partner looks at me and he says man you're no fun <laughs> you know <laughs> like, I thought I thought we're gonna have like a nice talk about
1: this like you yeah girls yeah like, no fun you're shutting my down. <laughs> My husband's the same. He like, I I think he literally got a lecture for me two days ago when we were driving somewhere. And I think someone on the road wasn't driving properly, like they were, you know, uh, not driving in the speed limit or whatever. And then he looks and he's like, I knew it. It's, uh, you know, it's a female (sighs) driver. And I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, Did you really? I'm like, you could have just said that you know that person is a bad driver, you don't really need to like stigmatize it and say it's a female, that's why. But again, it's so internal he's like, Oh, I'm just kidding, I didn't mean it. I'm like, No, like, do not, yeah, (laughs) say that in front of me. Yeah, Um, you're
0: right, uh, it is so internal, it's so automatic, yeah, right, it's so default, it's so automatic, and we like do that towards each other too right and that if, if it doesn't show up as like blatant criticism it can just show up as like lack of compliments or lack of confidence yes. or yes always perhaps assuming the worst about your female friend instead of giving her the benefit of the doubt
1: yeah yeah exactly and also I think the double standards that exist in our culture of like judging a woman like for the same actions of how the men and the women are kind of Judged differently, and women are judged more for their choices of even being like putting their career at the forefront. They they'd be like more selfish, and I think it gets worse if you're a mom and then you have kids, and then you know you're you're prioritizing your career over your kids, and like how dare you seek help, which is total crap. But yeah, like you see, you still see that in our society.
0: Yeah, there's so much of that messaging, especially on motherhood. There's so much messaging yeah. around what constitutes as like a good mom and if you're yeah. not pathologically selfless then <laughs> bad mom and yeah oh oh man like we could go on about that forever but yeah you're right I there know. Was a sense of um these narratives that were fed and things that we've allowed to be so normalized and yeah. we have to find pockets of spaces to disrupt those narratives right like you did with your husband like I've done with my partner you know like I've done with some other female friends where they're venting about another friend I've you know validated that they're venting but I've like you know slid in with some compassion like you know do you really think yeah they would do this on purpose or like what do you what would what do you imagine
1: is happening for her right yeah there there needs to be
0: room for this
1: yeah I think same thing like since I've kind of started working on myself as well I i I see like a lot of behaviors and I'm sure like you know you work in, in the mental health space like when you see someone behaving in a certain way you're always like what is going on like you know yeah. there has to be an explanation or some kind of insecurity or something that's coming out as a, as a behavior as a reaction. Um, I think I've started to do this as well as soon as I see someone like reacting I'm always like I approach them with compassion and like really try to understand like what's going on you know like do you want to share something and and my like it's it's funny at at work I've become like the little therapist because my (laughs) friends like at at work joke for me like someone's always in your office like talking about something (laughs) yeah I mean I I guess I'm a good listener
0: (laughs) yeah I like that but I think at the same time we have to talk about toxic or unhealthy friendships right? Um, yes. We can, there's only so much benefit of the doubt you can give someone. There's yes. only so much compassionate accountability that you can offer. And there are toxic female friendships, right?
1: That does yes. exist. Yeah, yeah, definitely do. Um. And I think, uh, like, when you're younger, you have a hard time realizing that and you just keep like, you're stuck in those toxic friendships, Um. you know, thinking again, that, you know what if I get out I can't make new friends or the fear of judgment or the, all of the beliefs that you have about yourself. Uh, but like you said, there's only so much that you can try. Um, I've had times personally as well where I where I had to get get out of certain friendships because they were not serving me anymore, and I felt like you know I I tried everything I tried everything in the sense of you know like. I'm putting in the effort I'm trying to make plans to meet up but there was just no reciprocation and like that would that went on for years till you know I reached a point where my husband was like you need to you need to really think about this like you know you're putting so much on you and then you're getting upset and then it's like affecting you so much and that's the other thing about female friendships like they they affect you like physically like I was like you know, like I was feeling so sad. And every time, you know, like I would make a plan and this person would cancel, I would be so sad. And I'm like, you know, what more can I do? And, you know, like try to think all of those things. But I had to realize that maybe, you know, we were just, it's not serving me anymore. And after having all of the communication, like things weren't changing. So that is again like you said it is important to realize that it's it's okay to step away it's hard it's really really hard when you've known someone for like you know a long time and you have had great you know relationship to a certain point but it's it's not it's not healthy like it's just not healthy for you mentally and you need to get out of that space and really try to be around people who fill your cup and who who feel who want to be friends with you as much as you want like there there has to be that give and take and you can't always be giving because that would drain you that would drain you a lot and that's not healthy
0: no absolutely and this is definitely yeah. hard to do and comes with practice but something that i found to be helpful yeah. for myself is um, i ask myself two questions uh, when I'm meeting someone new, or you know, if something feels different in a friendship, I ask myself, how do I feel with this person, right? When I'm with this person, so not so much like how much do I feel here in my head, but like what what is my yeah. body doing? You know, am I like yeah. is my body yeah. tight? Yeah, am I like fidgety? Yeah. Am I antsy? How do I yeah. feel with this person? And once I've identified yeah. that, I reflect on how much of what I feel now is about me and how much of it is now the other person. Right. And it it takes a lot of practice to tease that apart, but those two questions I have found to be so helpful in deciphering what's going on, because, you know, we also bring a lot of our own insecurities into our friendships, right. We project those insecurities all the time, Mm -hmm. but the more of your own work that you do, the more easier it becomes to untangle, like how much of what I'm feeling is and how much of it is theirs yeah that can really help you distinguish between what is a healthy friendship and what is unhealthy
1: yeah that was like bang on I did not even realize it till till again very recently where I you know like I was around some people and you know we would come home and and I would tell my husband and I'm like I feel so drained like I like I feel like my energy is like so low and then I have this other group of amazing women that you know I, I call my really good friends, and I every time I go hang out with them, I come back home with just so much like I'm so happy my my cup is full I'm so and then you know I was like oh my god like it's it's literally physical like I can feel it I can feel like drained as if I don't know what I've done after I you know I'm with certain set of people and then with this other set I'm like it's just I'm energized after the whole day of work when I'm tired I meet these people and I just feel like I'm ready to go again um so I, I realized that as well and I was again reading about this I'm like this is actually you know like what I was feeling it's it's actually true when it exists that your body will release certain hormones that you feel you know energized and you feel mm-hmm. um that positivity and that um uh, you know that, that that feeling of um happiness like it's it's mm-hmm. so genuine and and honest like you can feel it in your body.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We just, like, we feel crappy emotions in our body. We also feel all the good ones,
1: right? Yeah, Um,
0: yeah. And that is very true, which is why, you know, some people will tell me, oh, I just, like, walked into this party, and then all of a sudden, I don't know where my stomach sank, right? It's because your body is very good at picking up cues from other people, Um, and I think we have to, like, listen to what's going on for us, because... Again, part of being a people pleaser or part of just like I think the pressure on female friendships is that now we have to be friends forever. Yeah. (laughs) Right. When it's really okay to outgrow friendships right absolutely would you rather drag something out and then let it turn to this like horrible messy catastrophe because you really wanted to hang on or would you let something like go graduate from that friendship while really holding on to all the awesome times that you had together
1: exactly yeah that's again something that um you realize as you're you're growing, you're working on yourself, that it's it's really okay. Like friends come into your life for different seasons, and sometimes they're meant for a certain just to stay there for a certain period of time. And and I've heard a lot of stories where you know you were friends with someone and then you maybe rekindle with them later, later on in in your mm-hmm. life. So that happens as as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think just listening to yourself, to your body, like if it's not serving you at this point of time, it's okay to let go. Like there are people gonna be coming and going out of your life. Um, and we don't have to keep be stuck in that, in that same circle or with around the same people all the time. If it's, if it doesn't make sense at that point of time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is not maybe a bit of a too harsh of a metaphor, but not just with friendships, but even with like romantic relationships, the analogy that I've used with folks a lot is that if you have a garden and you have a backyard and you have a lot of weeds growing in your grass. Yeah. You're gonna take those weeds out to create room yes. for fresh grass to grow, right? You can't yes. not take the weeds out, thinking, "Oh, it's just gonna be like a bald patch." And you know, then, what if my grass isn't? Yeah, grow it is yeah. gonna grow back, right? But yes. if we're investing all of our time and energy into friendships that are either bad for us, toxic for us, or, like you said, yes. just are fizzling out, we are not going to have energy and resources to allocate to finding new friendships and folks that do feel more authentic.
1: Exactly, exactly. No, 100%. We've got to create that space for new people to come in our life as well instead of just yeah. having those the weeds that you mentioned as an analogy. Yeah. Um, just keep going there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. And it is very challenging, right? Like you said, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I let these friends go, then I'm not going to find, I'll be like lonely forever. I'm yeah. not going to find yeah. them. <laughs> do you have any... Uh, tips for those listening around how to build new female friendships in adulthood?
1: Well, there was something very interesting that I came across um, around, you know, why it is so hard to build adult friendships and like building friendships and it had to do a lot with time. like as kids we, we spend so much time with these yes. friends uh, and as adults we have so many competing priorities and you know we're not able to sp- give that much time. You're like you meet someone once and then you're not seeing them for a while and then you know you're not staying connected. Um, and there was a study that I was going through which said that to be like to the level of acquaintances and just friends you need to spend some with someone about 50 hours. To be oh. good friends, you need to spend about 90 hours with them. And to be best friends, it's it's more than 200 hours. Like when you oh. look at that, it's like, yeah. who has that much time? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh. So I think one of the things that I would say would be just showing up and being like spending time um, and then second thing would be not going in with preconceived notions about yourself as well. Like just thinking that, oh, like, you know, uh, it's too hard or are they gonna like me or not like me? Like just go in thinking that, you know, the person is coming in and they want to be friends with you because if you, if you carry that with you, going into a new adult friendships, it's going to be, I think, even more harder um, doing that. Yeah. Um, and the third thing I would say is again, going to be around like be secure in yourself like do a little bit work on yourself uh, before like if you've not had good friendships before or if they've not ended in a certain way if you see a pattern around that I'd say really spend time on yourself like really figure out what you um, you know what maybe your insecurities are or are there any traumas that you carry that you know you've, you have a hard time in friendships yeah. I think that's really important I was, I was at a summit recently where um this speaker mentioned something which was very, very interesting of how she was talking about um, certain experiences that we have as kids, how we're almost attracted to create those experiences again in adulthood to change the ending of those, which was like, wow, like if someone has felt neglect and rejection, they crave that experience in the sense that they, they now want to change the ending of it because as a child they couldn't change the ending and now they, they they attract themselves to those experiences and uh which which to me was such a light bulb moment. I'm like, wow that explains a lot of lot of things of you know like you'll sometimes even hear about in that sense, like romantic relationships, like how someone would uh, be attracted to the the wrong person all the time, and and when that when she she actually used that same example, and she said yeah. that I was attracted to someone who you know would not see my worth, but as a child, I always thought if I do more, they'll see me yeah. as you know they'll see my value, but which was kind of you know like something that was carrying as a child. So I think um, those three things, just giving time um, and just showing up for these people, just getting like taking time from your schedule i know it's hard but that's what it takes that so you got to spend mm-hmm. more time and have conversations um doing the self-work um and just not going in with preconceived notions just thinking that you know the other person does want to be friends with you just don't mm-hmm. think that it's hard or i'm introvert or extrovert or whatever just just mm-hmm. go in with that feeling that um, the other person does want to be your friends and and it, it does work out I mean I I thought when I started South Asian Boss Women that I don't know who I'm gonna meet but I've met yeah. some truly amazing women um and again since it's been new we are working towards that friendship and i spending time with these women so uh, yeah. it is possible and it's there's so many amazing people out there that you can meet um Yes. So I'm really excited for for everyone that I have to yet to meet through this community. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, I love that And and to your other point, I think absolutely you're bang on right though it's, it's part of human nature to repeat the same scenario over and over again but expect a different yeah. outcome right yeah there's a reason why we kind of go for that bag of chips over and over again expecting that well maybe this time things will be different yeah. <laughs> right or yeah' oh, on yeah. the subconscious level there's a reason why you have a type person that you date there's a reason why maybe some women keep finding themselves in abusive relationships right or um with folks that have a lot of red flags right and you can also see that in your friendships so it's it's really interesting um i was speaking to one of my colleagues who's also a trauma therapist and we are talking about the folks that you surround yourself with whether it's friends or like romantic partners tell you a lot more about yourself and your unresolved traumas right than anything else so perhaps even taking a look out right as uh, what am I kind of who am I surrounding myself with Um, absolutely yeah and is this feeling like a pattern is this something that has existed in my life for a long time yeah. Um, yeah. it does need that you do need a bit of that work to step out of that mind frame yeah and yeah. To take a chance in building adult friendships right yeah. like joining yeah. a group would be a great place to start <laughs> Meet new absolutely people.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or like you, yeah. did. If you can't find a group
1: that like speaks to you start your own exactly exactly i think it's 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 uncomfortable at the beginning, right? Like change is not like not everyone's, you know, accepts change is an easy thing. We were, you know, used to living our lives in a certain way. And we're like, okay, whatever, just brush it on the carpet. Maybe like something's wrong with me. We try to blame ourselves uh first when something's not working out. Uh but I think, yeah, the moment that I had where I was like, I don't think something's wrong with me. I'm just not around my people. That's why I feel like a misfit that's why I feel like um, you know, I'm not, these people are filling my cup and, and to report back, that was, that was the truth. That was the case. Um, mm-hmm. And now when I'm around these women who are, you know, building, you know, their businesses and, and, you know, willing to lead a more purpose-led life and meaningful life and we're empowering others. Um, I feel like I found my community.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. great. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. And hopefully, yeah, with you like sharing your own experience and you being here today, hopefully you've given our listeners a lot to chew on and reflect on too.
1: I hope so. <laughs> yeah,
0: I hope so too. I will, of course, for those listening, have Truthie's group linked down below. If you are in the greater Toronto area in Canada, um, check it out. If you are outside of Canada, because I do have some uh, listeners uh, plugging in from like places like Germany and whatnot, feel free to start something like this, like on your own, right? This sounds like Absolutely. such a great initiative, but uh, there's got to be, I think, a bit of vulnerability that's required of us mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to friendships and navigating, especially female
1: friendships. Yeah. And getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. Oh man. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate you being on here today, me and talking about some of these things thank
1: you so much for this opportunity this is my first podcast so oh, I hope there time. are many more to come but yeah. it's always going to be the most special one. Oh, that's
0: sweet I feel special yes and it'll be forever immortalized when it's out there in <laughs> the digital world
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> oh yeah this was so great thanks so much for tuning in today everyone if you want to get in touch with Shruti I'll have all of our links in the description notes as always Uh, Check out South Asian Boss Woman and uh, check out her Instagram page. It's great. And stay tuned for our disclaimer. The guest and the host at Brown People Problems do not offer individualized therapeutic or medical advice, and our conversations should not be interpreted as such. This podcast is not a replacement for therapy. This podcast exists for educational purposes only. Please consider your circumstances and engage with the content mindfully.